Welcome to Learn D, podcast episode 81. This is Alex Caravan, director of data science, drinking a canned Pacifico. And yeah, no, never mind. I was going to say something else, but we got no guests. <laughs> Kyle only pulls product manager, also drinking a canned Pacifico. I haven't had a Pacifico in a very long time. And Anthony Brady, driveline baseball, director of sports science, primary host, driveline R&D research and drinks podcast, also drinking the Pacifico. Yeah, I mean, I got the Pacificos uh, last night because I just didn't know they've ever, I've never seen a canned Pacifico before. I used to bring them to the river. Canned Pacificos? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, dude. Which river? I, I, Which river? American River in California. I don't ever, ever seen glass. I love Pacifico. I, I like them. Last time I had it, last time I had it was on the pod, I think, actually. When we first oh, started yeah. recording. I'm always a, yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like I, did we, did we crush a, When's the last time you crushed Pacificos? I think I might have crushed them. Probably on the pod. Yeah, because I, I brought in that bottle of uh, that that six pack. Remember you gave Jared? You, you put two on his desk. Oh, oh no, you tried have... to give one to Luisa too. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, tried to? Oh, yeah. Almost, I mean, she's doing one. Yeah. She gave it back. Yeah, we should talk about yeah, that too. Gave, she gave an empty we should one. give that a, a plug. Luisa being 21. No. Luisa trialing for Baseball Australia right now. She's on she's oh, like Team Australia. Yeah, she's that. in Australia right now. That's why she hasn't been here this week. Oh, okay. That's sick. And yeah. then yeah. what's the who's the girl that was playing outfield in the Atlantic League? Oh yeah, damn! I just I, saw did, that I didn't see she, how... she, she was on like MLB Network or something. Yeah, I saw that. I, saw I didn't that, see but... how she did, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, this is wild. This is a good. This is, <laughs> this is good about a, as cold of an open as we had. <laughs> Episode eighty-one, Drive on R&D Research Drinks Podcast. No guest today. Uh, the OG Menage Toi. Um, you know, just what three guys. Mean? What? I mean, Isn't that a wine? Menage a No, dude, uh, that's uh, a wine, but it... <laughs> What? You're talking about the wine? Oh, my God. No, what does it, what does it mean, though? I actually don't know. I mean, it's are French. I don't know the exact... I don't know the exact translation. Are you serious? Yeah. Menage Toi means threesome. I, is that the exact <laughs> translation? Uh, look it up on, on the... On the oh, I know, I know that I know that people but, but refer to Menage Toi's as... Or, uh, threesomes and Madre Chois. Yes. But I don't know the uh But dude, share the screen. Share the screen so, so the uh, audience can see that. us looking gonna, up Menage Trois yes. wine shows up first. Fair. Uh I think this is a uh, uh Lindley trying to flex that he's a wino now. <laughs> no, that's me flexing that yeah, dude. to Safeway. That's <laughs> looks like oh dude, what a surprise. The one dude no, on the podcast the who has had threesomes knows of Menage Trois. Oh, oh dude. See now we have to cut that. <laughs> we have to cut that. Yeah, we do. Uh, Bro, but, uh, God damn it! What? No, we definitely we have, have to cut. cut that. We definitely no, we have to cut that. Dude. Yes, a we house do. I meant Menaza to a wine. That's it's what literally a household of three. <laughs> That's uh, us. That's a driveline already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so so updates. So how was live at bats yesterday? God damn it! How was live uh, at bats yesterday? Live. God damn it! Live at bats was great. Um, how many weeks till sled season? Uh, stud season June 2nd is our so four. first game, I think. Four and a half weeks, yeah. Four and a half weeks. First time throwing live to hitters. Finally got my uh pre COVID uh legs and arm back underneath me, which is pretty good. Uh, below no 90s, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, a lot of a lot of 89s. Low no, oh, no 90s, no like. 90s, yeah. That is not what you're saying to yeah. me in the car earlier today. A lot of, a lot of 89, uh, 89, 7, 89, 8s, you know, no rounding up though. Um, but yeah, fastball is good. Fastball 88, 89, uh, dude, new slider and, and new off speed pitches are just pretty crazy. Like new splitter was, 
uh, way better. I had the lowest expectations for that because my median miss distance on that and like all the pens that I've been doing with Langan and stuff has probably been fucking, I don't know, 30, 40 plus inches, just like not even close. Oh, well. You know? Um, slider is gross. Uh, I've just like never thrown a pitch that kind of like moves like that before. Uh, like I'm just like not used to my slider having, it doesn't, it doesn't have lift but it just doesn't have as much like downward depth. So I feel like I'm actually throwing like the sweeper that you see, you know, on like pitching ninja clips and stuff like that. So, and when I miss, the miss is like up. So there's more, more vertical break. So it's pretty, it's pretty nice. I threw a bunch yesterday, got a couple punchies, a uh, couple hits. I think I walked one guy, but honestly, first live ABs this early in the season feel pretty good. How's it compared to your typical like mid-season studs form. What do you sit? What's your first ball build pretty, sit in the, in the season? Uh, it, it depends because it, it's tough with like how many innings or, or appearances I'll get, you know? Like mm -hmm. if I'm just like getting crushed outing after outing. I also, I also do like kind of try to adjust uh, intensity and stuff based on like if I've thrown a lot before, I know we have a much bigger game this next weekend. Competition's kind of like down today. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, that's just the case. So there, there were probably some outings last year where like all of my fastballs were like 87, 88, you know? And then there were also probably some outings where, I mean, I definitely had some where I didn't throw heaters under 90, you know? So it's kind of just, it yeah. kind of just depends throughout the season, I think. Can you wear your Pulsing game this year? I want to yeah. at, at the end of the season. Well, I'm gonna, I want to go through. I'm gonna go, try. I want to review it. That'd be sick. He can. Can the just. Yeah, just we'll see if um the the strap is chill. I feel like the sleeve would probably be more chill. Um, but I definitely want to wear the strap if I can. Yeah, I think I saw some guys wearing it last year. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it could be kind of annoying. Uh, it. I mean, it's the PIL. Like there'd be no reason to make me take it off, but. I could definitely see some teams or some coaches just like looking at it and being like, oh yeah, they're the studs and, you know, just like try to throw us off or make a big deal out of it or something. But in the U.S. because there's like a new rule for the league or there's a new like wearable rule? No, no, no. Just asking. Just I think it would be cool if we like, I mean, at the end of stud season, after you guys win the... Uh, MPB champion, not MPB. Uh, MPB, NBC. dude. <laughs> All credit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be so lit. NBC uh, championship. We just go through. I mean, I'd be we so just like down, look yeah. at your workload throughout the summer because I feel like last couple. I mean, when the seasons were the, in 2019, it was like some of the weekends you would throw would be insane. Yeah, for sure. Like the amount of dude. workload. <laughs> yeah, those one. Those would have definitely been interesting ones to uh, to get it on. Yeah, um, emulate them. I've just never tried to. I've never tried to throw with it in game because. I just never really wanted to deal with like the umpire saying take that off or whatever, but um, I'm definitely down now for sure. I was thinking of not wearing it just because it's kind of easier and using the uh, duplicate workload, you know, like what we were talking with uh, Nick Martinez about. I'm pretty stoked for that feature, but for you, I will wear it. In all Thanks, the games. Do, 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 do you actually want to uh, pivot to, to Pulse right now and then talk a little bit about, about it? I mean, we could talk about, uh, and, and uh, we can talk about like sleeve strap, uh, how, how you're kind of like making that, like what, what kind of user facing stuff you're putting out and yeah. talk about some of the, some of the research we're doing on the back end. Yeah, for sure. Um, so straps we came out with in last, I think end of last spring. And it was like, 
you know, an attempt to one, have a strap or a, an attachment method that fits everybody. So you don't have to have like worry about getting the right fit. Um, so it's, it's more convenient to order. Also, like in a lot of cases we've seen it like provide more reliable data because it holds the sensor better on your arm. So we, we came out with the strap last year. There were some, uh, the first like version of it, the material didn't hold up to, it didn't like grip your arm super great. So if you were sweaty or throwing jacked, (laughs) especially when you're really jacked. Oh Um, yeah. It was worse if you were jacked. Yeah. Cause you would, um, you would stretch it out. Yeah. Stretch it yeah. out. And like the, the, your like yeah. forearm. Is I was jealous of the little down. people arms, dude. <laughs> oh, is that a flex? I mean, dude, you, yeah, you've basically, seen the podcast picture. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've seen the. For anyone, yeah, anyone that looks at the podcast uh, logo and hasn't seen Lindley in person, his arms are just as big. Trust me. If not bigger. So, yeah, yeah. So if you meet him and they're not as big, yeah. then you know he just lost yeah. a lot of mass. For the for you the could. listeners, for the listeners, just uh, check out the YouTube's. Yeah, I think you got a pump on right now, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. facts. We kept telling the graphic designer, we were like, "This is not even close to being accurate." Lindley's arms and his traps are way bigger. Please, <laughs> like, just just take out, just remove, like instead of our heads, just have Lindley just be doing this or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the first strap had some issues we just released the second version so if anybody buys uh just the strap or the complete pulse kit now it'll be packed with the new strap and the new strap grips a lot better when you're when you start out um and until it gets really wet uh really sweaty um some people have have seen it slip a little bit uh when you get really sweaty but if you if you're able to dry it off or use any rosin or anything um that kind of solves that. And then this for sleeves for the, even for the PIL, we might have some sleeves available mm. like early in the summer if if that ends up being something you want to do in the, yeah. for stud season. But um, that'd be pretty far. I mean, I, I've worn a sleeve before when throwing and in general, just like don't really like it. That's why I don't know who's, uh, whose idea originally the strap was or who, mm-hmm. who brought that, but. Uh, it came from Otis. Like they had, they had oh, the really? prototypes already ready. Dude, I, I think yeah. like, cause the first time I did that, I was like, this feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm not wearing anything at all compared to the sleeve. So it's not even like a, a pole specific thing. I just don't, I mean, I try to not throw in long sleeves whenever possible. And if I do have to wear sleeves, I'm trying to go like, quarter i don't yeah. know i just don't like you know stuff going that low on my yeah. arm when i'm yeah. throwing i feel you and the the prototypes were, were really cool so uh just continually working on improving those but um fun stuff well, well real quick before we get into that i was gonna ask like how, how has a uh, user feedback been with on, the new strap yeah yeah uh the new strap has been good a lot of people so the one thing the main thing that people have said is that it's harder to get on because with the the way the strap's constructed is like it has an inside uh, latch or or um, tab to like latch it on and then there's one that goes around the outside to kind of secure it um, and a lot of people kind of set preset the first strap and then slide it up their arm but with the new strap being a little bit grippier you have to like kind of walk it up your arm a little bit yeah. a little bit more but other than that a lot of people have said it's way comfortable it's way more of a performance material yeah. it feels mm-hmm. like an actual like sports material as opposed to before it was the first version was a little bit more like um not canvasy but i can't think of the right word but it's it was like less sticky less soft yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. it felt thicker thicker and just like bigger too 
like it wasn't as, as as tight this one i feel like when you put it on it just like everything stays together mm-hmm. pretty nice like it almost has like an a- adhesive type nature or yeah feel to it. yeah for sure and then the velcro is better on this one and i think the velcro material is a tiny bit better and also you don't have to strap it down as tight because it grips better so it's not yeah. like pulling on the velcro as much so the velcro lasts longer and it's not much, as oh, much yeah. of a problem so that's been Even- a huge feedback point even if it falls out of uh, your friend's car and is in the middle of the road for like six straight days through rain in Seattle and you find it. Uh, still the measuring torque the whole time. You find it at the end of the week and then you're like, oh yeah, this is where my pull strap went. The and little, you start using it again and it still is, sticks together. The little strap that could, dude. Yeah, uh, bad, But yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Um, and then Caravan in the data science department, Michael Capabianco, I've been working on some paired pulse uh, analysis now that they, I mean, going back even further, they put together some pipelines to pair pulse data with TrackMan data, Rapsodo data, and then um, we all, it, the same functionality can basically be used for any other yeah. uh, tracking tech <laughs> that provides timestamps. Mm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the, talk, the, talk the about pipeline. Talk about level, yeah. I mean, basically... We talk about pair data all the time and Jim kind of like one of our initial uh, public research pieces we put out was was pairing blast and hit tracks data mm-hmm. very early 2019. We got a lot of insights from that. We were able to like, you know, be, uh, connect like bass speed to EV, all, all those things. And uh, what we've done recently is also a shout out to Vikram Kotesha, R&D engineer um, working out of London for, for driveline. But we, we've built these pretty robust pairing algorithms that match off a pattern of Unix timestamps. And, and I mean, I don't even know off the top of my head now where it is, but there's there's a bunch of, of checks and guidelines that went through like months of validation because we do have so many tra- you know technologies to pair. So it's like it needs at least like three Unix timestamp offsets to match it a row. Uh, and then it just like has a bunch of checks that like that pattern is robust over yeah. the course of a session. And for anybody and, who hasn't tried pairing like two data sets on timestamps, it's not as straightforward as yeah. it sounds. It, uh, it yeah. sounds simple, but a, a session is, is, yeah, exactly. A session is fine. You mm-hmm. know, you find an offset, if you, you're like, okay, you look at a manual, like, okay, it looks like the 20th uh, data point was off. So throw that out, everything lines up perfectly. But we're talking about pulling all the Rapsodo data collected over the last couple of years, all the trackman data collected over the last couple of years, and all the pulse data collected over the last couple of years, not just for driveline, for everyone on track, mm-hmm. which is hundreds of facilities. And then like we want to have robust pairing outputs for all those sessions. So there's there's there are tons of edge cases. I mean, I'm sure as we as we kind of like tying the the roadmap there and potentially push on the production, I'm sure it'll be more validation. We'll find a couple more edge cases we missed. Yeah. But we're pretty pretty happy with it now. I even like as I was building the model, we were gonna talk about like uh or 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 reviewing like the model cable built and fine-tuning it a little bit. Like I even did some like, I was like, damn, this looks off. And I I, I poked in on a couple like sessions that the numbers just looked kind of, kind of weird and mm-hmm. apparently it was fine. It was just like, you know, weird intensity from someone or like an off day or whatever. Yeah. Um, Maybe but, they yeah. were wearing it in a weird spot. Yeah, it could have been a sensor around. position yeah. or rep soda not aiming the right yeah. way or something. Yeah, but no, I'm mean, like the, the, pairing, the pairing lined up, the pairing lined up. Um, but yeah, to, to that point, we've been trying to work on getting insights from tracking technology. With, with with pulse and there's a ton of stuff uh i put out something internal about modeling the expected torque on the primary fastball um because my initial my initial reasoning was pulse is so valuable within an athlete longitudinally yeah um uh, you know i think it's valuable on on large population analyses too but like specifically within an athlete it's it's it's, it's fairly sensitive to that that person's like intensity 
the, the stress they're experiencing, all this stuff. So I wanted to model, I wanted to basically get something that matches performance. So someone is throwing intense mm-hmm. sessions with pulls, with reps on track man running. And like I said, and like I said, any other tracking technology. And they have a couple sessions logged, uh, including like, you know, breaking ball, kind of like pulse profiles, fastball pulse profiles. At what point is their expected torque on their fastball like below or above what, what, what it should be? At what point is the gap between the, the, the fastball and the breaking ball like below or above what's expected? So it's so almost like a monitoring performance mm-hmm. slash like pitch arsenal uh, snapshot um with with workload built in there and, and i mean there, there's stuff that's way more simple like we were talking about we like even just getting an expected velo for people that have pulse but don't have reps on track man right you yeah. get enough of a robust data set and, and you get an idea of like okay this is your expected velo probably a better indicator of intensity than arm speed um that that model i think i posted a little bit about it in, in uh internally that model isn't quite all the way there which is okay because we're we're just going to be collecting more and more data yeah. Um, and, and we haven't, we've, we've been mostly focusing on driveline specific data to, you know, test case it to like, be able to like back up any, any outliers, like was actually this athlete's velo. It is great. Uh, but I think as we collect more data are more firm in our models that we're going to, uh, put out, we'll just bake in, like I said, all the data and track. Um, so as most people know that kind of work on, on models and everything, like the best way to lower errors is collect more data <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or get more data and, 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 uh, you know, rerun models. But, uh, yeah, you had a bunch of ideas too. If you want, if you want to talk. Yeah, about for them. sure. I mean, kind of more generally, I think the, there are like three main things that I think the, the pairing can, can really help with for people who have access to both track and tech and pulse. It's like one pulse or tagging pulse throws individually can get mm-hmm. kind of cumbersome, like either on a throw by throw mm-hmm. basis, you can do a whole session, but that's not going to give you as many as like granular insights. So being able to just pair it with another piece of tech that is either automatically tagging or is just collecting other information, just like removes the need to, to tag really. Um, the second one being like pulse, it's like in t- helpful internally for like kind of validating the pulse mm-hmm. measurements, which is really helpful and validating them not in a way that has historically been done, which is very valuable comparing pulse to motion capture, but mm-hmm. also comparing pulse to like what matters in the game yeah. and bringing the validation like more towards the coach exactly. and towards the player. I think it's really valuable. And then the other thing is just like, um, doing like research for the player and kind of helping build a, a practice plan. So things like, is my arm slot, uh, mm-hmm. different on my fastball versus my curveball, And we found the arm slots reliable. And then you can kind of use that. You can do a snapshot and be like, okay, do I want my arm slot to be similar? Um, if so, I can work on that. I can like test that out in the bull- bullpen session in their, the paired analysis. And then like, maybe if I don't, I can go out and do a flat ground session or a long toss session. I can use live feedback to like, um, tune in my arm slot things like that um that i think can be can be really really valuable um and are some of the more exciting things for me and one example being like a lot of us know that arm slot um however defined is pretty pretty uh directly related to spin direction Mm -hmm. um and that's that's something we found with fastballs and curveballs which is really cool to see in um cavabianco did a did a polar plot i was just talking to caravan uh before the pot about this that it's just like it's so clear to see the relationship between the two that it gets really exciting and i think could be really um applicable for for a lot of players yeah one interesting use case there uh that chief research officer daniel coin um uh, <laughs> uh mentioned as well that, that we were kind of talking about is yeah using that to kind of 
give people insights on their arsenal. So if you mm -hmm. don't have, if we have a robust enough model, you don't have reps or tracking around, that's fine. Um, we, 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 you know, we look again, once we've built good enough production models to trot out, you can just get an idea of where your spin direction is on your on your pitch just based off the arms. Mm -hmm. You can basically do pitch design with pulse. It's no longer a workload monitoring tool, just an arsenal monitoring tool. Mm -hmm. It's a performance indicator. So you can kind of like check in during the season, during spring training, like we were talking about last episode, when people aren't doing anything mm -hmm. or don't have like access to everything, you could throw on pulse, get an idea. My spin direction is where I want it to be. That's the shape I want, things like that. With directional accuracy, I think it, it could be, um, another use case could be like, okay, I'm seeing something with, even if I don't have tracking tech and we're able to validate this use, like I see that I want more vertical mm -hmm. uh, downward break on my curveball. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I know what my spin direction is, we can say that like typically for people to get more, uh, more of a six o'clock axis, we have their arm slot go up yeah. or whatever. Um, and then we can kind of give that recommendation and they can work on that with live feedback from Pulse. So, um, doesn't necessarily require tracking tracking tech, but yeah, as exactly. we as we um, like validate it going forward, yeah. yeah, we have the tracking tech for you guys. You guys need to buy polls. <laughs> yeah, every every, every every pulse that you buy, Lindley gets another Menaza Trois wine. <laughs> God damn it, dude! One of the things uh, that I actually have a th there are two uh, there are two base camp posts that I have marked on red because I suddenly get back to it. One is that that initial pulse one. Uh, cause I had one thought, another one is a, is a black ops one, uh, that we, we can't talk about on here, but I, I still need to run something by you on it. Um, something, what, something, what, what I posted last week. Yeah. Something on like Tuesday that got like, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. response. That, uh, that Vic is working on yeah, it. Yeah yeah. 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 That one. Uh, but on yours, the first one, the other thing I was thinking of that, um, I kind of mentioned something similar to Dan this week about it too, but was like, also trying to leverage and pair in uh, some of the grip dash stuff mm. on like those recommendations. Mm. So for things like if you have this kind of uh, arm slot in pulse, uh, you know, for what you're saying, like this, this sort of grip is like really, really good at kind of, you know, maximizing uh, whatever like break profile you're trying to achieve or something within that. Cause that was one of the things, I mean, like going back to live ABs that I was telling, telling caravan today, it was like the grip, that Langan gave me for like my new slider was something that I never would have thought of Yeah, that he's just like had a ton of experience. Obviously like we have the grip dash and you know, everything logged in there. And that's a good call by the way, on incorporating all that stuff that I need. To, I keep forgetting to think about that. <laughs> yeah. We're getting data science, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause that, well, cause I think that is like, I mean, I definitely agree with what you guys are saying and stuff. Um, especially knowing that, the reliability of all the metrics with like within people is so good, you yeah. know, just like if you could find out that kind of arm slot. Um, cause I think that's one of the harder things or that's always been like the disconnect that we've, we've feared, uh, a while back with like all this grip stuff is the same thing we've talked about with biomechanics early on, which is like you coach someone into a biomechanics position that they can't achieve because of the way that they move. Same thing for pitch design. If you try to give them like a grip or try to get them to create a pitch that like, their arm slot or their mechanics mm -hmm. can't do. So like if you have pulse that solves for the problem of like, now we know mechanically how their arm moves through space and like where it's at. Uh, and then we could just find like the most ideal grip for the certain like pitch mm -hmm. profile, you know? So yeah, that, that, that's just that, like an easy thing. Would that involve like finding like in the grip dash recording when a grip works for somebody and then seeing like biomechanically 
how yeah. those people are are similar. Well, yeah, it would just be yeah, like the, pairing. The grip desk right now. It would, it would just be like pairing, uh, trying to like connect arm slot, yeah. whether it's off like the biomechanics data or pulse or anything else to the grip dash, you know, data and what's like more successful or less successful based on like certain movement profiles that you're mm. trying to achieve. So it's like within this arm slot, you know, this, uh, the curveball thrown with this grip is like really, really useful. I mean, you guys were kind of giving some examples of like, you know, spring training yeah. guys and stuff, but for, I think like the more, you know, really low level, like amateur, you know, people, if you have a 15 year old who's never thrown a curveball before and everyone's arm slot is kind of like very unique, uh, you throw and then pulse could just give you the recommendation of like, that's a good fucking call. First off, that's why, uh, you know, podcast doing some double tasking. Cause that solves some project management <laughs> issues for me. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to bring that up in uh Friday. One -on -one okay, good. With yeah. Best take, take my idea. I, 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 my I'm going to point to the pod though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to in today's, in today's data science meeting, yeah. we're going to listen to the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Clip this out. <laughs> so what do you guys got? Yeah. No, I, I literally might just DM them going, we need to figure out how to productionize the grip dash. I want you yeah. guys to brainstorm for Friday. Yeah. Well, one of the things, um, Man, I mean, we can we can probably talk about this, uh, but it, it's kind of like the Sea War Dash thing yeah. that I was talking about with Dan as well. There, uh, you know, like we're doing these free dashboard stuff um, on on Plus and like leveraging things there is like starting to maybe do some of that. Obviously, there's a bunch of hoops we'd have to jump through and whatnot, but you know, we talked about doing things with like biomechanics db yeah. grip yeah, dash yeah. db like no there are plans yeah yeah. yeah yeah i'm down on not exactly talking about the infrastructure though how we're gonna throw up yeah our dashes, but yeah definitely yeah, not yeah, yeah. Um, the other the last thing i or last thing i wanted to talk about with the pulse paired stuff is there are some really simple visuals that i cooked up for the the pitching floor just comparing like as a pull, bullpen snapshot tweet that shit bro you being need like, like get, i'm coming <laughs> already, for you I already did bro retweet oh, uh, <laughs> um it was basically just like here's a session or here's an athlete and they're like comparing arm speed torque and arm slot across all of the different pitches that yeah. were measured by Rapsodo. and i think it's like there's clear separation for a lot of people but in like arm speed and arm slot are, are the two for me and in torque too i mean arm speed and torque are going to be pretty heavily related but um seeing like some some people's curveballs are are like arm speed is way higher than their fastball yeah. or their change up arm speed is way lower whereas like okay if that's something if we could figure out exactly how that change in arm speed is going to affect the outcome of that pitch like if it's yeah. going to increase the spin rate if it's going to get you more horizontal horizontal vertical break then like we can give you arsenal feedback oh. like just after a bullpen like throw a bullpen with pulse tag your throws in which pitch you're throwing which is already kind of like the bullpen mode and pulse does some of this already but you could just see like yeah actually these are the differences and this these are some recommendations that, that's, that's what i wanted that's why, that's why initially i think i went like a little bit too galaxy brain with my first first like model output post there dude but, one thing i i really like with that that i'm just thinking of right now because because we've talked about this before a bunch and uh i've talked to langan about this like one of uh i think my biggest issues and I wouldn't be surprised if most people face this. I know I faced it in college too, was like not having feedback in game or, or in like other sessions can be like really, really hard sometimes when you get so used to it. And so the idea that I'm trying really hard on right now during live ABs is like, I think we, we talked about this on the last one or something, mm -hmm. but like trying to predict 
what the movement profile is mm -hmm. before it like loads up on TrackMan or Absoto yeah. or whatever, you know, like even yesterday, like I would throw the pitch and Langan and I would both try to be like, that's going to be the sweeper. And then yeah. sure enough, it'd be like 20 and zero or whatever. And then I was like, okay, that one, I think I got depth or whatever. But just thinking about that, like that would actually be really cool in game, you know, especially if we had just like my more paired data of what like, my good sliders look like versus my bad ones. And then in a game, you know, potentially mid inning or something, I could go back and try to just look at some of those and be like, okay, you know, I'm probably, my arm speed's probably like a bit too much on my slider right now. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm probably getting like the the depth that I don't want. Mm -hmm. And like, if it's slower, it's better. Even on my splitter, because I feel like a lot of the internal cues that I do sometimes are uh, either like position or intensity related mm -hmm. like position in terms of like arm slot or you know how much like trunk angle tilt i have kind of a thing and then also how fast i'm trying to throw mm -hmm. like yesterday splitter is the best it's ever been and all i kept telling myself was just like throw it slower and the velo wasn't even like that bad yep. you know so yep. like uh, you just saying that really made me think of like wow that'd be that'd be actually really tight to kind of like roll back to having this other little monitoring tool to just give me that nudge of like, you know, cause, cause that, that helps you with like the good and the bad, which I think it was what Bill, Bill talked about too, mm -hmm. uh, for, for things like, you know, that reaffirmation afterward, if things do go wrong of like, okay, well, uh, cause you always try to just like, you know, pin your loss or whenever you like yeah. have yeah. a bad, a bad or outcome on something. And it's like, okay. I mean, like I, I could, I could just feel like another level of confidence if I went back and looked at the pulse data and been like, eh, arm speed, arm slot, everything yeah. looks good. Like pitch profile is probably there. Maybe I just got beat today, yeah. you know, yeah. or maybe it was different and I can change something. It could, could also be a tune up in the bullpen thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like get yeah. With, without having a lot of feedback. Yeah, dude. Cause catchers, catchers sometimes, I fucking love catchers, but. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Matt, Jay Garcia, we, yeah. we should get in the pod. Dude, sometimes, sometimes catchers will just like, they're just. I mean, especially going into a game, like no catcher's gonna, some some catchers do. I've had, I've definitely had some catchers that like, will you just tell you like that one backed up, you know, like every <laughs> oh. slider you just threw just backed up, you know, or, or things like that. Like they don't have the right profile. Yeah, back two up. But more times than not, they're just gonna tell you like, yeah, your shit's nasty before you go in a game, you know? Yeah. Like they, they, they don't actually like give you that, that raw feedback. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, well, You're my, my pulse arm speed and arm yeah. slot says that was yeah. one of my bad sliders. The spin direction is <laughs> off by 17 degrees, Doug. Caravan's predictive model on what that pitch actually moved like says otherwise, the, so. Says the velo's negative 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like arguing with him back it. Yeah, well, I feel like catchers are so susceptible to location bias. Yeah, I mean. Just like naturally. Yeah. I, I mean, mean like I'm, I'm saying, yeah, as I, as I can't relate at all. I'm just like, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, I was going to say, but but also you're saying, you, you think they're saying that mostly from them not probably being able to read actual movement profile or them just being overly positive to try to overly get the picture. Overly the, positive, okay. yeah. Yeah, you, you just want to like, you know, yeah. get people confident. You don't want to tell someone they're like, yeah, yeah dude, you're, you're a pitch profile today. You're like throwing like a change up down the middle, they're dropping it. Like, dude, I could barely yeah. hold that, man. That, <laughs> that thing was all over yeah, the place. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty common with catchers, though, to just like, Anytime it pitches over over the plate, you're just like, that was good, you know, because yeah. balls and strikes, all that. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. That's right. Yeah, but uh, that's pulse pulse paired uh, well, track and tech data. Yeah. Well, 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 one one thing we can uh, talk about that too, since we're talking about spin rate, is just give a shout out to the grip strength paper. Oh yeah. You, you're trying to do a quick uh, box and box. 
box and box. Let's, let's go. Well, I mean, we, we, let's go small. Like we, we, we're small. Yeah. Uh, let's go up. Um, For everyone listening, scroll, scroll up a little bit to see, be able to see the full abstract on the uh, on the page. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, this this, this is a study. Oh, God, I mean, not that much, bro. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. For anyone listening right now, we are, uh, we're like we're you know, broadcasting this live on YouTube. That's what we got to say more too. Oh, yeah. Everyone listening. Oh, uh, all like and subscribe on YouTube. And, and, and code. Good to learn. Good, good, yeah, code. Good to learn 25. Yeah. All the numbers are numbers. You get 25 bucks off. We'll talk about plus later in episode. Yes, I know you guys click on the clickbait title. Yeah, some technical difficulties. Um, Nothing to see here. But, uh, but, but uh, no, basically, so, so, I mean, obviously spin rate and increasing that has been a huge... Uh, a, a, a huge topic of conversation in MLB. Um, and one of the things that people theorized is, you know, people that have a stronger grip or, 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 or finger strength can throw with a higher spin. And we, we ran a study, 59 pitchers. Uh, it is collected over the last like year or so. Uh, primarily Hugo Belisario was in charge of the study. Got the preprint out uh, just last week. Sport but, Archive. Yeah. Sports Archive. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I never think about it that way because it's sport RXIV. Yeah, <laughs> like, sport um, prescription. Yeah, and, and the reason <laughs> the reason we put it out as a preprint instead of the peer reviewed uh, journal, just a heads up for anyone kind of trying to get into research. Here's the thing about research, bro. They still trying to make money. <laughs> Every single fucking article we try to put out, it's like 1.5 Gs. So Not I mean, to mention the IRB IRB fees. Yeah, it, it's just don't it's talk just, about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know this is a sore topic for some of the people, potentially all the people <laughs> on, on this podcast. But seriously, just a heads up to people that are that, are, that like you know. Oh, you were even in the office last week when we were talking about the the IRB maintenance fees. I wasn't. I don't know what oh, they are. Yeah, I mean, Should we well, not talk about it? There's, there's more. There's more. Yeah. So, so there's research, a cost. Research is not cheap, but drinks are. That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, again, without turning this into a, into a treatise on like the current state of the peer review research, it, it is fucked. It, it is fucked that uh, it costs so much money, because literally mm -hmm. the yeah. biggest difference here is we we put a bunch of effort. This is as much effort went in this as it would for a normal uh, paper, because we have all the all the tables like dialed. Yeah. Uh, the format references got the IRB had all the uh, participants signed the IRB so th so of course the study carries out over several months yeah if it's a fast moving study it's still going to take several months because you got to get the approval back got to have everyone sign you throw out people that violate fuck I'm like choking keep going no I love I'm this. choking out of anger yeah, dude you throw out anybody yeah. who, who's give me data, another like, beer doesn't violate the exact guidelines so it's gonna take a while you uh have to be very thorough because you know this stuff's getting peer-reviewed and published on online and then the only difference between this and a peer-reviewed journal, uh, besides like technically two or three people have to like peer-review it and give you some feedback, some of the good, sometimes it's just like whatever, uh, is you gotta pay a couple thousand dollars. And it's just, yeah. it's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah, why are you paying a I couple thousand dollars when you just want to share your research with people? Yeah, it very is so hard. It very is, discouraging. It is so hard, yeah. Um, it, especially especially for us, being from a, like a private institution yeah. too. It's much easier, I think, when you are when you have like a university or, you know, yeah uh like a cohort or something attached to you that you're part of like fellowships and stuff and and, the, and, and i mean i hate anything that ties, ties money to it because obviously it just it just biased towards uh yeah like schools that can afford it or companies oh, that yeah. can afford it it's yeah. not it's not like an equal uh yeah. opportunity thing at all yeah and it, if you don't pay the fee if you publish it for like the minimum amount then the people who read it have to pay which yeah it's exactly. also bullshit. yeah oh yeah. dude and the Man. i don't want to yeah I wanna, no, I do. I'm just, the, I'm just kidding. The peer reviewed thing is like silly too, because I think peer reviewed on methods and analysis, I think is can be valuable for sure. But a lot of times, it's 
intro like isn't great the discussion should this should be removed i don't like how tied in this other sport or this other thing it's just like it's just literally what it is it's a discussion and we're like framing this paper we did this study or the like data collection as long as data collection and the analysis is right and we're not saying that's saying something that's like blatantly wrong uh, or misleading yeah it's just like why can't we just publish it in the i think okay the the i mean I got a big soapbox on on research, but the one thing that I will will say, uh, kind of pertaining to this, that I've told Lindley a bunch, and I, I I think I've told you too, but just like on the research in the baseball, like player development, just like baseball science world, the thing that I get hung up on, especially when we get like a uh, reviewer feedback or, or whatever, and we're trying to do these things, is just like how gate kept it is by these other people who like sometimes you don't know uh that just like don't don't have the same skin in the game as us and just like discrediting it for like certain you know academic nuances that that we don't like you know fall by or whatever when it's just like i mean in in this in this room alone on this podcast there is you know like 14 15 years of experience at the world leader in like baseball player development like we know what we're talking about we've helped just like thousands and thousands of athletes at the absolute highest level yeah at the mvp at the cy young level power five schools across the country like i we're just trying to put research out that is like helpful to the masses like that and and it being such a hard and difficult process and like IRB and all that stuff. I, I was joking with Lindley last week because we had like IRB maintenance fees come up again. And it was like, I understand why this exists, yeah. but it's, so frustrating. it's still annoying, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, God damn it. The, the funny thing too, with this, this paper as an aside, I just remembered, um, cause you know, I mean like this is like, uh, we put out public research and blogs and stuff. This is obviously like a dictated study more thorough than most blogs and again like the idea was we had a hypothesis we ran a study to either reject or uh accept the hypothesis in this case we found grip strength did have some correlation of the spin rate but not when you counted for velo not when you when you counted for 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 spin over velocity units so um not 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 inherent like connection to spin itself yeah uh and then one of the comments on on my tweet thread about this was just someone saying like I forget what they said, but just like just like a statement, like oh, uh, it's the flexor strength actually to increase the spin rate, and it's funny because again, like oh, wow. this is this I just put out like an exact like preprint with all the data publicly available because we also yeah. we also we have a CSV of anonymized athletes that's linked in the preprint link, and uh, you know generally when people say stuff on Twitter, it's like for for me, I mean I don't really get in a blame words with people on Twitter or or, or, or anywhere, but it's like uh, people just say whatever. Yeah, uh, like famous people say whatever. It's like with no source or whatever. It's just kind of like okay, I can say whatever I want to. Uh, but it was especially funny because I put out everything, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's this." And I was like, and I just said proof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. It's, just... it's like, dude, if you're gonna, be, I'm gonna put out the public available yeah. data yeah. and preprint, and you're just gonna say something. Yeah. Give me something, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where's uh, your version? Yeah. Your version of this. Yeah. But anyways, um, this is this is so tight, man. This is like this shit really did fire me up. Uh, just like seeing that they were doing stuff like this. I mean, the I still want to scroll through the tables. See, see if you can scroll the tables. Just like, an, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna go too in depth on it, but just to kind of. Oh, and we also we also uh, 
Shout out Eno on it. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was very thorough. Uh, Hugo Belisario now now based in Dallas. I got to visit him this summer, dude. He's been saying he's been saying the scene in Dallas is wild. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, but but I'm making like super thorough. We we applied a multiple uh, test comparison here as well to to adjust alpha levels if, if you keep going through the tables. But we we broke it down by by a lot of things. We broke it down fastballs and spin rates, breaking balls and spin rates, off speed and spin rate. Um, a, 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 a lot of a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I did it for spin and velocity ratios as well to kind of see like where. Like what 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 of what, what part of the correlation was explained by including velocity? Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I mean the main conclusion is uh, not really not really too much there between grip and finger strength, which is you know I think our our friend Mike Son in a past uh, in one of the first times we kind of like really talked about peer reviewed research talked about like sometimes like finding a no conclusion yeah is you know maybe not the most sexy thing to to talk about but it's just as important yeah because it's a theory people have and then. Like I said, we we attacked it, and this that's a research. So yeah, that's also uh, that's also another thing that gets uh, gate kept. No findings, like whether it's explicit or imp- implicit. Yeah. Oh, you, like you think they, it biases the chance of it? Getting yeah. Published? Oh, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's got to be because they want like novel stuff. But yeah. I mean, the 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 other thing about this really excites me is like because my favorite uh, my favorite like baseball research. Um, the the line the line where I lost my mind on like baseball research that has been published, especially to some of ours that uh, have like gone through the review process, is like there's a study in the like Journal of Strength and Conditioning or something from a while ago that was talking about I think it's it it does, it does some like early biomechanics uh, or like kinematic effects related to uh, like pitch movement characteristics, yeah. you know like really early on uh stuff on like what could what kinematics could produce certain movement profiles and they measured vertical break by release point height and height as it crossed the plate yeah that's crazy that's insane that's a pub that's like what year is this what year is this I don't know. I, I'd have to find like, again. Tracking technology are popular. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Yeah, but still, but still that's yeah, like plugging. Plug uh, it takes two seconds to yeah. just think. Like, uh, no. I mean, yeah, they're just aiming somewhere else. Yeah. Like, you're you're talking yeah. about trajectory. Yeah. You're not talking yeah. about the movement of the pitch. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to find that one because it's my favorite one to go back to whenever I uh, see reviewer comments and stuff like that. It's just like, all right. But yeah. Anyways, uh, Shout Dan, out, Dan, Dan, Dan and OC contributed to this paper as well. I think OC was the lead investigator. But yeah, check it out. Um, you you want to talk really quickly about the Velo tracking story? Go oh, dude, yeah, I was gonna say honestly, fire. Uh, well, yeah, fire segue into that note uh, we had was. Um, why are we, why are we gonna talk about this again? Oh, uh, our new like uh, our new biomechanics pipeline. processing pipeline and stuff is is like fully live and and running right now, and one of the. It obviously does a ton of things like we have a bunch of new metrics in there. Um, lots of been talking about energy flow that's in there, but it, it just allows us to like iterate on things. A lot of the backend stuff is just like having better systems and processes for things like naming conventions, file locations, and getting a lot of processing pipelines out of systems that don't scale at all into others that do mm-hmm. mainly just like into Python and other like more robust, you know, and also yeah. into the database. Uh, so coding it's easy, languages. Yeah. Easier to yeah. access without uh, reprocessing better database too, as well. 
Um, but one of the exciting things that we wanted to do when we were setting up this like new version of the pipeline was have the ability with it in mind to go back and like process all the old data that we collected, like everything from, you know, 2018 to I think early 2020 when we started on this. And there's like a huge amount there because that's the problem with all the other pipelines in the past. It's like when we moved to a new pipeline, if we wanted to go back and process old data, it was like one pitcher at a time yep. and it could take half an hour to an hour, yep. you know? And so uh, when we were doing this, like we started to drop this stuff on the new pipeline, Dean, pitching trainers, everyone, they're like, oh, okay, can we start to go back and do this other, you know, look at the old data that we collected, how possible is that? And that was like, you know, part of the original goal uh, for sure. And so WAS, WAS got started on uh, like wrangling up those files and stuff. And one of the first things that he was asking was like, where are the the tracking sheets, you know? Cause we do everything now and like we have a, a spreadsheet where we like take down all the athlete information, take down like height and weight. Some of it is now pulled from yeah. like other systems to reduce dependencies and all that. Um, velocities are tracked in there and all that. Uh, but uh, honestly, I had forgotten that back in like V4 and V3 that we didn't do that. We we didn't we didn't have a we didn't have a spreadsheet or a tracking sheet of any kind that lived like on Google Sheets, Excel, or whatever. It was yeah. all by hand, and so like Lindley found them because we we were cleaning out the offices the other day, right? Like they were they were just like in the drawer. We found the old. Were they just scribbled down? The no, they're two notebooks. Okay, okay. were you there? Full uh, notebooks too. Yeah, Wasp came in the office yesterday. He was asking for the notebooks. Those are what I handed him. I'll I'll show them to you in my desk. I was, I was deep in MML and analytics. There's a, there's like, one of them is like a small spiral notebook. Yeah. And then another one's like one of those, like, uh, um, like leather skin ones or whatever. Kind of like moleskin. Yeah, yeah. The moleskin ones. And all it is, is just like, it's the per it's the athlete's name. And then the velos of all of them. And then it's got yeah. like check marks next. And it's two just like huge notebooks. And that's all of the velocity tracking data for like all of the previous sessions. Interesting. So, but it was, it was funny <laughs> yeah. and just like nostalgia i mean i mean that's how we did it that's how we did it yeah, we just like yeah. wrote stuff down by hand and then we renamed the files after so like when we were uh, uploading yeah. them just, just for just for sake of speed yeah we we never had like a tracking sheet i mean that's just how we yeah. like, we just didn't think about it yeah yeah just that's, that's just how we originally did it and so yeah i was telling was i was like you want the good news or the bad news i was like i, I found all the old uh old velo tracking sheets but uh how, how, you know, how, how, like how far back did it date the very first biomechanics captures, like the the original six week yeah. weighted ball study yeah. captures, yeah. like all the way back to there. So like flipping through that Which was- Joe episode. Yeah, flipping through that was just like nostalgic seeing all the names. I mean, speaking of Hugo, there was like 82 mile an hour. Yeah. No, I think I, I think 78, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was like 78 Hugo, 82 Hugo, like uh, so many names in there that like, you know, Mo Captain assessed two or three years ago, Whitey was in there. Um, previous podcast guests, uh, yeah, just like so many, so many names. It was like kind of cool to flip through. Uh, fortunately though, a good bulk of it, WAS is able to use like the velocity in the naming conventions mm -hmm. on V4 yeah. and the naming conventions, we did like a decent job. So he was able to pull most of those out, but, uh, V3 is, is not necessarily the same case. So we do have a, a solid, like data wrangling task that um we're very very grateful for some of the interns that will, will help out with that this summer 
that's what the four interns you listed out today <laughs> in general channel. Yeah, it'll just be like looking up velocities yeah. and entering them in a spreadsheet so we can reprocess them. But uh, dude, the database the database is going to be so sick. I mean, um, we we can talk about it on a later episode. But uh, like Wass's Wass's ratio write up, you yeah. know, like he was talking uh, about. I, I mean, I told you I opened it, or you saw it. I haven't gone to it's the it's pretty fire. Part. But one of the things he mentions is like everything looks pretty good right now, yeah. but I'm also about to add in V4, you know, I saw that, yeah. 2000 yeah. more sessions yeah. from V4. So like the, the, the database day to day is just going to continue yeah. to add like, you know, another couple thousand throws. Like yep. we're going to be, I think, I think when we originally started talking about this, like last year, I think 10 K was the number that we like jokingly said, but I yeah. think we're actually going to hit that. Like, I think when it's all done, we're going to have like, a just massive processed biomechanics database that is over 10,000 throws across, you know, four years of data collection at multiple locations around the world. Multiple like, from Danny Morgan to it's going to be eight year olds to, yeah, you know, probably 40 year olds. There's, there's MVPs in there. There's Cy Young's in there. There's it, everything. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's going to be so sick. Do you think it's going to fill in like any of that data that will add to the database is going to fill in the like 15 to 18 year old, like relative gap in, in yeah. data that we have? Cause we have a lot of youth data now. Yeah. We have a lot of like college and pro data, but the like the high school, the school like sophomore, junior, senior, some of the, some of the lighter. tour stops will, I think. Oh yeah. I think yeah, there yeah, was quite sure. a few there, you know, maybe, maybe there's like a couple hundred or a sure. hundred or so. Um, but that's a good point. That is actually probably it's it's kind of weird that that's our biggest population gap, like yeah. fifteen to eight. Like I think it's sixteen to eighteen ish, right? One to yeah. six year olds, bro. It, yeah, it seems like one to six. You're right. Okay, that that's that's by far the biggest population gap is one to six year olds. Dude, if you get if gave uh, Chopper the option, he might have his his newborn. Throw in the lab Dude, yeah. let's go there's no way there's no way I'd, I'd i'd want to clean or try to figure out that data because how how is motive gonna like 47 markers the, on the yeah fat? Dude, they're gonna be on top of each other yeah, yeah, yeah. we be... markered up ben wetzler oh yeah I we marked that. up his baby in I remember arizona that. yeah 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 i was gonna say speaking of uh did you ever watch uh did you listen to the job episode the mm -hmm. the you, you listen to the denver story part yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was so funny yeah. that he was just <laughs> telling that on the podcast. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I was tired as fuck. Drove my car in a wall. I'm like, all right, still drives. Good airport. Oh, I can back up thing. every part yeah, of that story. I yeah, mean, yeah, just an insane story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the 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 weirdest thing for me was the when we walked out to the car the next morning and the van door was just wide <laughs> open and there was just like a bracelet where I like in my seat and I was like, yeah. what the what what are we doing, dude? Um. Forgetting we, the calibration tools. Should, should we pivot to our uh, clickbait title? Clickbait oh, yeah. to be title? Just, yeah. just, just uh, really quick. Yeah. That just reminded me of one of the trips. I think it was a Philly trip. I had all the bags because my, my apartment was pretty close. I was like a 15-minute Uber or drive. I woke up plenty on time, got dressed. All my shit was packed, laid back down, but then accidentally fell asleep after my alarm. Uh, was off so nothing to wake me up and i just happened to wake up like probably 50 minutes before the flight and then you would like text yeah, me you're like dude. you good like yeah, you coming, dude, dude? yeah i was starting I, to get worried and then i texted him back and just said bro that. and i was like i don't know what to do should i wake up my roommate to make him drive me or should i call an uber like 
what do I do? Dude. And then I just fucking, I packed up all the stuff, got in an Uber. I was like, I'll tip you $10 if you get me there by this time, like yeah, in time dude. to check the bags. And then <laughs> Anthony was saving a, a spot at the at the desk to, yeah. to check the bags. Anyway, I, I was talking, I remember I was like in the, the Sky Priority Line or whatever, like talking to the lady. I was like, he's on his way. Uh, like, I just want to make sure that we're going to get these bags on the plane. It's like, we have, we have, we have like work that we have to do tomorrow. Like, <laughs> are, are we going to be good here? That, that is, dude, I forgot about that. That was a, dude, that, that Philly trip was, was, uh, I mean, just because of the, um, going to the Yankees game. Oh yeah. That was fun. That was, that was awesome. The way. <laughs> Staying at Dan's house, dude. That was, that was a late <laughs> trip too. All right. You're up. Okay. Yeah. So, so college war just tweeted about it. Well, It'll be four days past when we put this out, um, or five days, I guess. But uh, yeah, recently, um, and a lot of this work came from the BB Ops department, or, or you know, slightly deprecated BB Ops department. But Bobby Fry and and, and Dan. Uh, but we have we put out a College War dashboard about two years ago during the draft. Was super popular. Got a lot of requests for it. Had a couple of things we wanted to uh, fine tune on on the on the methodology a little bit more. M mostly, it's like uh, we we have more data. We've gone to better data sources and we've been able to give better projections on the defensive war because that was a lot of regression, as we talked about in our in our blog. Uh, a yeah. lot of it was was, uh, you know, positional adjustments and regressing heavily to the mean because we didn't have clean defensive data. Uh, we still regress a bit, but uh, a little bit more precise with the numbers. So we just trotted out uh, college war right now. And yeah, it's it's free on um, it's free on driveline plus. All you have to do, even if you're not a plus member. You can just uh, log in an email, make an account, and explore the, the sea war. Uh, do, you, yeah. do you want to go to it? Look yeah, up, so we've uh, got yeah, we've got um, kind of just a couple things on plus because yeah. uh, yeah. for for everyone listening, so we have a we have plus pulled up. Uh, Good to right like twenty five. If you want to go, if you want to go check it out on on YouTube, what it looks like. Um, but yeah, the the college war, war dash is free on here, but. Um, a couple other things to highlight the energy flow that we stocked the stuff that we've talked about, mm -hmm. um, some of the jump things that we've talked about with Ben before as well. A lot of those, uh, research and investigation pieces that, uh, that we've talked about are on here, uh, yeah, as we, well. We have some of the titles or training bass speeds, mass factor, exit velocity. Yeah. Got solder looking like a psycho. Yeah. So like if you're, if you, if you want to learn more about, um, things like energy flow or, or the, uh, jump study research that, that we talked about with Ben, um, you know, use code, uh, what is it again? Good to learn good, 25. Good to learn to the number two no, and then the two five. Wait, it yeah, is the, the number two. Yeah. G O G O O D to the number learn two five. Um, and you get is 25. 25 bucks off, yeah. 25 bucks off. And then you can uh, become an expert in uh, in energy flow and, um, you know, understand all of Gene Jackson's tweets a lot more. So that'd be, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but what you don't have to pay for is the uh, free Seawar Dash. Yeah. Um, which which I can open up uh, right now. Um, dude, co College War, I think when, uh, when you guys were first doing it, I remember when Dan sent me some stuff. Um, uh, on like the numbers and things. Oh, what was he? Originally, he was asking me some stuff about like this park factors, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and do those look right, kind of a thing. Because uh, in the WAC, they were like really high because we had like New Mexico State, Utah Valley, us, all the like yep. high altitude uh, places and whatnot. Um, but I just remember thinking about this, and this is something when I was in school that I would talk about with my teammates. How it'd be like the coolest thing if we had, you know, 
advanced stats type stuff yeah. um, across the league. Because everyone just looks at like the basic ones, you know, yeah. when you're trying to like compare yourself. But it, it, it would be so sick. I mean, dude, I got to think that coaches, like I know we've talked about players and, you know, uh, I think Bodie was mentioning like maybe even teams looking at it or, yeah. or for draft models and whatnot. But I just got to think that like coaches would want to look at it. Because one of the first things I did was like go to UPS. Yeah. Uh, and see how their players were doing. Like it'd be pretty insightful as a coach to just look at like, okay, you know, should I be giving this person more playing time? Whatever. Like, yeah. how, how are they actually like contributing? Kind of a thing. Um, and and uh, oh yeah, and and I've been I've been monitoring the usage. Uh, basically been getting used like twenty three hours of twenty four out of out of the day. Yeah. With yeah. like exception being like whatever whatever odd gap between uh the the, the time zones like three to four a.m. probably. Um. Yeah, I mean it's pretty fired. Uh, I was talking to Caravan. It almost looks, uh, it almost looks rigged because uh, one of our one of our trainees um, is number one on the the D one pitching war leaderboard. Cooper Herpy. Uh, there was actually that segment with him um, and his time today. I don't know if you saw. Uh-huh. Bill kind of reposted that. I think uh-huh. he put it in like weekly email data dump or something. But uh, he he was talking about his time and his experience. He spent a couple of weeks out here last summer training but i mean god pretty, nails pretty yeah nails nails uh fip what is that 1.98 1.88 i think 1.88 fip yeah um one three yeah 3.62 war um yeah highest uh highest d1 pitching war on this no yeah. no minimum innings and, 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 yeah, and you, 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 you can select a school like if, if you want to go to vanderbilt for uh you select all and then and then go scroll the way down to Vanderbilt. I mean, um, we should go to the University of Puget Sound. Yeah, we we can do that too. If we want to check out a powerhouse, you know, update it for everyone listening. This is this is going to be a much better experience on YouTube. I'll tell you that right now. But on YouTube, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try to walk you through it. As um, well. wait, how many innings did we put as a limit? I didn't put any minimum. Oh, okay. Because uh, um, uh, what's his face was on Vanderbilt, right? No, no, Tennessee. Yeah, we. Oh, we were, Tennessee. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Why I said Vin- oh, yeah. Thing, we we were talking about uh, yeah. about Ben Joyce on your yeah. earlier. I mean, I just did the. Yeah. I just did the search search yeah. functionality. Yeah, yeah. Ben uh, Joyce. Uh, earlier, um, I gotta I gotta update it because I reselected them all. But uh, like we were obviously like Ben Joyce, big deal right now. Hit one hundred five point five, which uh, is solid over the weekend. So I mean, I mean, yeah, he has about he has about twenty hitting one hundred five five is solid. <laughs> Also, his war numbers are also. Oh, very I was like, what? Yeah, one hundred five five. It's not bad if I do say so myself. It's uh, fifty percent strikeout yeah. percentage. Yeah, yeah 40, that, that's nuts. One strikeout that's percentage. That's fucking nuts. Point eight six ERA, uh, under, twenty-one yeah, innings, yeah. six walks. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, mean, I wonder is... if he's give. Uh, I mean, you surprised his uh, FIPS that high. I wonder if it's just because uh, he he's mm, hasn't walked that many people. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe giving up. Maybe not really giving up any homers. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that might uh. But this is just tight. Like being able to yeah. see yeah. see what uh. I mean, he'd he'd have he'd have be. like a over oh, two, two, mid twos war if he had as many innings as. I mean, it'd be interesting. Over. Let's let's just pull up uh like Tennessee's yeah. overall and see what their yeah. their staff looks like. I mean, the Ben Joyce thing too. Just to talk about it, the yeah. the first thing in the like that I wanted to know was when I saw one hundred five five, I immediately raised my. I was like, that's sick. But I just like raised my eyes. I was like, on what. Yeah, you know, like Repsodo, Trackman, Bushnell, Pocket Radar, like what? What was it? It, I still like I, 
I feel like I don't quite know still because I saw the thing that was talking about uh, Yakker Tech, but I mean, it'd be if it's 105.5 on a stalker, that's just like or, or Trackman too. Yeah. I mean, even Yakker Tech, but I just like I don't know what uh what what tracking technology. I, I think it's, I think it's Yakker, but still, like regardless, dude. I mean, he yeah. was throwing yeah so many pitches over 103. Oh which yeah, is just unreal. Yeah, what's your staff look like? I mean, their their staff's pretty unreal. They have that one guy. Solid, yeah. They have that one guy that uh, he he throws like, um, pretty similarly. I think it's Dolander. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're he, he throws pressures. really similar to. Uh, uh, God, why can't I not think of his name? Jesus Christ, I'm brain farting so hard. Best pitcher ever for the Mets. For, oh, Jacob oh, Degrom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Degrom, Jesus, dude. They have like very very I was like, similar. Ben, I was like, see, like one of their one of their one of their best uh the, their best starters. Uh, can't believe I couldn't just get Degrom. It, it's interesting. Uh, looks like looks like the park factors are affecting Tennessee pretty pretty hard, like suppressing their war if anything, because because they're uh looks like their their FIP for the most part is is higher than their um ERA, mm. which 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 will be which will be heavily dependent on on park factors. So, um, but yeah, I mean nails pitching staff. Yeah. They're one, yeah, one of no, the top teams in the country. This is cool. You, you, you want to go UPS? Do you, you know people that are still in? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. We'll give them some shouts. Dude, UPS has a as uh, a two-way guy that was, uh, that was pretty fire. I mean, what was I? What did I? The first time? Oh, the other thing that's pretty nice about it is being able to just go by, uh, um, by conference. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. When I went in. I just went in and looked at uh, the Northwest Conference stuff. I mean, this would be another thing, too, I think. They could be valuable from a... Uh, a coach's perspective. Oh, I saw it on D one. Sorry, bro. UPS is not a not a D three. I mean, we could look at uh, look at the old old northern northern Colorado. Um, Northwest Conference over there. Northwest Conference. Man, it, it's crazy how many. <laughs> it's crazy how many schools there are. I yeah. I mean, I still can't believe that this is that that like I work with people that that build this. This is just like so sick. Oh, and Shellhammer, Seattle yeah, stud. Shout out last year for building building the dash too. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, this is just sick to look at. What are the devils got? Julian Hernandez went to women. Uh, Mike Rathwell, alumni there. <laughs> People gotta, get, gotta get, gotta get Rathwell's uh, slash line up here. Where's the, the um, Chad, Chad Frisk? It'd be interesting to see. Because uh, one of the things I was looking at, there's a guy on UPS that I saw just like crushing at the end. He's a reliever, so he might not be that high on. Um, on the pitching side, but he's a two-way guy. And in college, there's still like quite a few two-way guys. So it'd be interesting to see if there was oh, like a, war. like an overall oh, like combined oh, war type thing. Okay. Um, so like if I go to, if I go to hitting in, in Northwest conference, I'm pretty sure Dylan Joyce is going to be uh, pretty decently high up here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he's got a, he's got a 1.81. And then I think on the pitching side, you know, he's going to be good too, because he was a, he was a solid two-way. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, yeah, feedback. Keep it, keep it coming, especially for uh, external users too. Like we're planning on having this up uh, quite a bit more, quite a bit longer than last time, where I think we had it up for around a week. Um, Point six one around, around draft. Point six one on the pitching side. So one two point four. I mean, that's, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, he does. He does. He is. He is pretty. Man, they must be getting hammered by uh, bar factors too, because because mm, yeah. of the FIP, the high. Um, but yeah, no, it, check it out. Um, feel feel free to. DM in, uh, email in a support at driveline or, 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 or shoot any of the people involved in the creation of the yeah. dashboard. Oh, we, didn't even, we didn't even show the, uh, the team rankings and park factor side. Yeah. Which I, I haven't really played much, uh, much with this, but, um, 
I, I think they're available. The, the 2022, I, I just talked about this actually in my in my tree thread. I, I posted a link to the Google uh, Sheets we have, which I realized we can actually just, I mean, I don't know whether or not we need to keep the Google Sheets now that we have it in the dashboard format too. Mm -hmm. uh, 2022 will be updated once we, uh, once the season is, is finished to kind of reset the, the, um, all the all the factors mm -hmm. um so but like 2021 everything else like uh sh should be should be legit yeah yeah this is this is this is sick oh yeah tennessee no we're on the driveline power rankings plus all because of ben joyce that's clickbait title right there <laughs> ben ben joyce takes first spot on tennessee power rankings. highest driveline power rankings plus yeah dude this is so sick but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, and before the show, I got somewhere to be in nine, so we can wrap it. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the episode. Um, yeah, for everyone listening, make sure to check it out on YouTube if you want to see some of the stuff we were showing off. But, uh, what was that, episode 81? Yeah, baby. Peace. Peace. Peace.